0: we're talking about having to do. You know, a lot of people think that goes away in April. With countries
1: around the world seeing spikes in coronavirus cases in the face of conflicting media and government reports, public trust in the media and government leaders has sharply declined.
0: It's going to disappear one day, it's like a miracle, it will disappear.
1: According to one July 2020 Quinnipiac poll, two-thirds of Americans find U.S. President Donald Trump untrustworthy.
0: I think what happens is it's going to go away. This is going to go away. It's going to go. It's going
1: to leave. to. nearly half of Americans labeled the media very biased in a Knight Gallup poll from the next month in August.
0: Is uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do, either through the skin or in some way. Person,
1: woman, man, camera, TV. So that, so in you Japan, too, many observers were skeptical of sure, surprisingly sure. low numbers of COVID-19 infections reported by the Tokyo now, government, serious questions are being raised in Japan, as officials sought to go ahead with the Tokyo Olympics as planned, only to, to, to see spikes in cases South since there, their cancellation. The has South How have perceptions of media bias, understandings of truth, and credibility changed in Japan? How is Japanese distrust of media organizations sparked by the 3.11 Tohoku disaster? How have the habits of Japanese news consumers changed in reaction to 3.11? And finally, what impact has COVID-19 had on media credibility in Japan? I'm Tristan Gruno, and this is Japan on the Record. For more on Japanese popular trust in the media, I talked with Dr. Sonia Petrovich, instructor in the School of Culture and Communication and Asia Institute at the University of Melbourne. Dr. Petrovich is the author recently of Tracing Perceptions of Media Credibility in Post-311 Japan, published in the Asia-Pacific journal Japan Focus in May 2020. I started by asking Dr. Petrovich to explain what drew her to studying media credibility in Japan.
0: Yes, so the article that was recently published in Japan Focus is based on one of the chapters from my doctoral thesis, actually, and is a part of my long-term project that examines how a disruptive media event is constituted through rapidly evolving media technologies. So my initial plan was to look at changes in media use and emergence of affected digital communities in the wake of three eleven disaster. But after conducting interviews with Japanese individuals, it was evident from the data that I collected that one of the major factors which contributed to these changes and dynamics in media use was declining trust in traditional mass media and overall shifts in individual perceptions of media credibility. So in my thesis, I was relying on two different but interrelated concepts. So one is sense of communal belonging and the other one is media credibility to examine media use following 3.11 disaster and provide a thorough understanding of the changing media environment of contemporary Japanese society. I think it is also essential to note that the 3.11 disaster was a turning point for Japanese civil society for many reasons, one of which is its shifting media landscape, where... Due to lack of much needed information, Japanese citizens embrace social media as an important communication platform and also alternative source of information. But the other reason is the disruption of one's sense of social belonging and connection, where due to the enormous scope of the disaster, many individuals felt disruption to the patterns of everyday life and their sense of security, which further reconfigured their sense of social connection and communal belonging. So disasters are shared experiences which produce new forms of communities and they cause a severe disruption to individuals and enhance the need for social togetherness and communal belonging. So in this context, individuals turn to media to gather information and find solace. Besides the need for belonging, another reason why people are drawn to media at times of disaster, emergency, and disruptive events is the need to collect necessary and reliable information. So considering the natural and man-made complex disaster setting and high levels of uncertainty, the 311 disaster amplified critical need for credible and timely information on the rapidly evolving events necessary for effective disaster management. So my study highlights the importance of including and examining a component of trust and media credibility in context the destructive media
1: event. You were talking about the 311 disaster, and this, of course, is the March 11th triple disaster in Tohoku with the earthquake, tsunami, and the nuclear meltdown. I mean, I was in Japan just immediately after this. I I arrived there in May 2011. And even in the US and Japan, there was still much uncertainty in the news. It seemed like different governments were saying different things about the level of danger. At one point, the Japanese government said, you know, this radius is safe. The American government had a much different radius that was safe. So, you know, you were talking about media credibility before, and and this brought to mind, well, you know, what is media credibility, and how do you as a social scientist measure media credibility in your surveys? And then could you also talk about how did these media consumers that you're talking about react to this confused media landscape?
0: Yes, so the 311 disaster exposed many issues concerning Japanese mass media, especially bias and lack of investigative reporting. However, it is important to note that the skepticism and declining levels of trust of media and government began in the wake of the nuclear meltdown in the week following the earthquake and tsunami. A lack of institutional guidance and uh, credible information flow, as well as the communication gap between local and central government, alongside contradictory reports, is closed to the public by Tokyo Electric Power Company, also known as f and media institutions, as well as the contradictory or insufficient information from the government significantly contributed to the public's profound sense of distrust towards government and mainstream media institutions. My findings suggest that social media played a essential role from the start of 3.11 in disseminating updates and information in real time when other communication systems were not working. This did not mean that social media replaced traditional mass media as television especially, NHK, remained widely a source in the first moments of the disaster. In this very start of 3.11, participants used television as their primary source of news, perceiving it as more credible than online media. Participants' high levels of trust and reliance in television come from the familiarity or habit of watching television, especially NHK in time of emergency and crisis. So the centrality of NHK in delivering prompt and accurate news on the disaster, efficiently contributed to the participants' high levels of trust in the public broadcaster. Now, in contrast, commercial broadcasters, uh, which are perceived as biased and affiliated with political parties and governments, are trusted only partially due to their perceived sensationalism. Overall, the media environment of the 311 disaster is characterized by this dynamic relationship between television and online media. Participants' use of multiple media platforms and the growing popularity of social media that served as an alternative source of more detailed information on the disaster, which was not sufficiently covered by the mass media. Now, both media had their advantages and limitations, and their relationship was complementary rather than a computational one. Many participants recall incorporating the combination of media forms, traditional and online, to make sense of the disaster, evaluate news content, and develop independent judgment. So we can conclude that this is a movement towards intermediality. Intermediality is defined as the interconnectedness of social media and traditional mass media, where they develop in a mutually complementary manner, and their role and influence is not isolated from each other. And this is highlighted as individuals began to question the credibility of television news coverage of the disaster amidst claims of bias and like a critical reporting turning to online media in search of alternative sources of knowledge and diverse perspectives. So although subtle, there is a shift happening in Japan where after 311 people utilize new platforms to evaluate traditional media sources as guidance for challenging media credibility. Now the participants and this is probably important to note as well. Participants uh, combined media use is almost evenly spread across four different age groups, suggesting that people of varying ages are slowly embracing and adjusting to the new intermedia environment. So Japanese media society is moving towards more community oriented online communication, where the digital divide between older and younger generations slowly decreases. And since 311, younger generations in their 20s and 30s migrated to digital platforms and increasingly use online sources. And older generations, 40 to 49, and age 50 to 59 and over, recognize the significance and importance of different online media, which they slowly incorporated in their everyday media use, complementing television watching or newspaper reading. So my study shows that these new media patterns remain intact even in years following the 2011 disaster, not just the media it's emergency and crisis, where individual need for immediate and credible information is at its highest. Participants remain confident in personalized media use and the combination of older and newer media platforms, and they're more driven to search for the news, use new digital media and their sources without being confined to the single medium and traditional. Media systems. So, in this way, the interaction among mass media and online media spheres, particularly television news websites and social media, creates a platform for the evaluation of media credibility and development of personal opinion and and judgment. So, there is also more reliance on one's personal judgment in alignment with the familiar community of audience and users to evaluate media credibility. So my study shows that trust comes from the interplay of traditional and new modes of communication which facilitate an individual's evaluation of media credibility and guide media engagement. Now, previous studies have been using mostly surveys to evaluate these attitudes towards media credibility as the level of reliance in media as well. But I think it is quite important to look at individuals' perception of media credibility through qualitative interviews, and this is what I did in my, in my own work. So despite these findings that we can obtain through surveys and through quantitative methods, it is important to, to, know, to look at also uh, how individuals evaluate uh, media as well.
1: That's a great point about the importance of looking at individual responses. You know, you're talking about the intermediality, looking at different kinds of sources and also the rise of social media right around 2011. In fact, I mean, I, I remember there being a lot of YouTube based news channels coming out in Japan right around 2011. And myself, you know, I first learned of the 2011 disaster. I was in New York City, it was in the middle of the night, and I started seeing all these reports coming in on Twitter, for example. So I was following the news on Twitter, checking YouTube, checking all my other types of social networking sites, looking for the most recent updates. And again, you were talking about, you know, the importance of looking at individual responses. And one of the most compelling parts of your article I found was that you talked to so many people. I'm curious, how did you reach out to these people? How did you talk with them? And then what were some of their responses about how their media
0: habits changed? That's right. So I interviewed uh, the eight media users in Japan. So I decided to look at the perspectives of media users in Japan about their media experiences and perceptions of credibility in the context of not just reality disaster, but also a point of reflection or present day attitudes towards media. So in my study, many participants recall that the nuclear disaster was poorly covered, especially information on the radiation levels, and that unbalanced and inconsistent reports and media censorship were caused by the media's affiliations with the government. So this lack of transparent media coverage of the nuclear meltdown and levels of radiation led them to turn to alternative sources of information as the was unfolding and to connect with a variety of sources and communities. So, I I will quote one of the participants, uh, his name is Kenjiro, and he uh, belongs to older age group, uh, 50 to 59 and over. He questioned the reliability of Japanese media in the wake of the 311 disaster, turning to international media and internet as alternative sources of news. And I quote, in the foreign media. There was like a map showing where radioactive substances would be dispersed, given the wind direction. But I wonder why Japanese media did not do the same. So I think I lost confidence in Japanese media after that. Information was given in foreign media. Japanese media did not release information. Everyone was really worried. And later in the interview, he continues to explain, and I quote, the power of the state suppresses mass media. Media is being watched carefully. If you report on something unwanted, you will be dismissed. There is no independence which is dangerous. However, some participants explained that they are aware that Japanese mass media is biased and strongly linked to political parties, but similarly concluded that nothing can be done about it, or in Japanese, they said shoganai. This phrase was used among other participants, one of whom is Daichi, and I will quote the one part from the interview with Daichi. I watched TV all the time. I was a bit suspicious. In particular, I was thinking whether the situation in Fukushima nuclear power plant was true. I didn't really know if what was said on TV was true. I didn't know if it was safe, if I needed to evacuate, or if I shouldn't go outside. At that time, because I wasn't calm, I couldn't take a calm attitude the media. I watched TV, shocked, and there was nothing much to look at. There is nothing that can be done about the media." So this phrase, shogunai, or it cannot be helped, it is out of my hands, reflects the view that Japanese mass media is unlikely to rethink focus of reporting and broadcast and provide fair and balanced coverage, which is free government influence, especially in time of disaster when there is much negative content. So the use of this phrase "chauvin" indicates that these participants resigned themselves to the limitations of traditional mass media, and that making any radical changes in their media consumption patterns is beyond their control. However, there were some other personal accounts that showed progressive changes as participants highlight the importance of personal judgment in evaluating news content and the credibility of sources. And I will quote Sana. She belongs to age group 20 to 29. I quote from the interview with Sana. After all, I think that mass media have high reliability because many people put effort into it and information is organized to some extent. On the other hand, because there are all kinds of people put together, information on social media is fast. But I think that it is necessary to judge whether it is reliable information by yourself. So these participants' comments suggest gradual changes in their media usage patterns, but more importantly, they also show development in communication civil society in Japan, where the media user feel increasingly empowered to question, challenge, and confirm the credibility from multiple media forms and sources. And this opposes to the notion of shogunai. This cannot be helped, or I can't do anything about it. So this attitude or feeling of empowerment with checking and evaluating and comparing different media sources opposes to this shogunai attitude. As participants refuse to accept traditional modes of communication as their only source of news, and they prefer relying on critical thinking and personal judgment.
1: More recently with the coronavirus, there has been another moment where people have been a little bit suspicious of the news and, and whether or not they can really trust what the government is saying. Of course, there were accusations that the Japanese government was not entirely truthful about the number of COVID cases in Japan, et cetera. Now, with your research on reactions to 3.11 in mind and media credibility, have you seen similar impacts on media credibility as a result of COVID-19?
0: Yes, so considering the colossal challenge of the pandemic and just observing the response to the COVID-19 in Japan, one cannot help but draw parallels with the time of the pre disaster, the overall panic, spread of rumors through social media, but most importantly, government handling of the crisis and lack of decisiveness and communication to reveal transparent information to the public. Now, recent public opinion polls, such as the one by Kyoto News in April, Suggest that at least half, or if not more than half, of Japanese criticize and disapprove of government response, which they believe was too offhand and slow in decision making from the start of the pandemic, and that national emergency declaration came too late. So, obvious government is criticized for not clearly communicating the severity of the virus and issuing proper and timely measures to mitigate the risks. Now, I have been observing the individual posts on Twitter. And other social media platforms and it is evident that people in Japan have once again taken to social media to voice out their anger and dissatisfaction with the government's response to crisis. Now this reminds us of the time of 311 disaster when the former administration of Kan was downplaying the severity of crisis by not properly communicating crucial information about the radiation, evacuation measures, and overall scope of crisis. And this consequently led to declining trust in official communication and shift towards um, alternative and online sources of news. From the start of COVID-19 pandemic, there have been many tweets uh, where media users questioning government's response to the virus without having a proper news conference, and critiquing Abe for declaring national emergency late. Some Twitter users wrote that the Japanese government is trying to hide the real number of COVID-19 cases to prioritize the economy and the Tokyo Olympics over the public well-being, because the decision to postpone the event came only after the International Olympic Committee concluded that the Olympics could not go ahead. Some other posts were also related to criticism of Abe's government over uh, relatively low levels of testing or limited testing approach in Japan. These social media posts suggest that the public trust in government and institutions is once again declining due to the ongoing lack of firm direction from the government. The decline of trust is, I assume, reflected in public attitudes towards media, as well as due to the mass media cross-ownership, lack of diversity in reporting, and media censorship and bias which all made a significant impact on national media framing of the disaster and public perception's and media credibility. However, this could be one direction for
1: future research. I'm Tristan Gruno, Visiting Assistant Professor of Modern Japanese History at Pacific University, and this has been another episode of Japan on the Record. Stay tuned for future episodes to hear scholars of Japan bring their expertise to bear on issues in the news. Thank you for listening.